Hello. Welcome to another episode of Skincare Made Simple. I'm your host, Ella Elston. I'm a licensed esthetician turned stay-at-home mama. So I've left the spa and now take clients virtually, host rooms on the social app Clubhouse, post a whole lot on Instagram, and now do a skincare podcast so we can make skincare simple again. There's so many and tricks and bits of advice out there to follow, and it can be hard to know which ones will be right for your skin. So let's get back to the basics and make healthy, clear, radiant skin accessible to everyone. Welcome back to episode three of Skincare Made Simple, where we are making skincare easy and accessible for everyone again. So now today we're going to talk about a few skin conditions that are often mistaken for skin types. As we talked about in the last episode, skin types are genetic, and aside from a crazy hormonal shift like pregnancy or menopause, your skin type isn't going to change. However, there are two conditions that we're going to talk about that can give the illusion that your skin type has shifted. Now, conditions can be cured for the most part. They can be healed and we can move on with our lives. So the two that we're going to talk about today going to be dehydrated skin and sensitive skin. So let's get started with sensitive skin. It is typically viewed as red, inflamed, irritated, and products burn or sting when you put them on. And you can also see an increase in acne. So we are not talking about eczema and rosacea. Eczema and rosacea are genetic skin conditions that can't really be cured, but they can be managed in other ways. Now, some of the things I'm about to talk about with sensitive skin does overlap with how you would treat eczema and rosacea. Nothing I'm going to say is going to hurt eczema or rosacea, but there are a few extra steps you need to take, and it can, can be hard to tell if you have true rosacea. So rosacea is super, super common. And if you're not sure if you have true rosacea, I recommend just making an appointment with a dermatologist and they'll be able to give you a proper diagnosis. Now, like I said, nothing I'm recommending here is going to hurt if you have rosacea, but there are a few extra things that you should do once you get the proper diagnosis. So with that, sensitive skin. Typically, we see this in drier skin types but any skin type can be sensitive. Now, everybody has a few little sensitive areas on their face. Some people have it right around their nostrils, some around their laugh lines or around their lips, some people around their eyes. These are super common. Having those does not necessarily mean that you have sensitive skin. And we'll talk about those sections in a moment. When I say sensitive skin, I mean red, inflamed, products burn and tingle, everything that I just said. So that is what we are targeting here. Now, all of that can be reversed, which is fantastic. And a lot of the times we see this come about for a couple different reasons. One of the biggest ones is over exfoliation. Now you don't need to exfoliate more than two to three times a week. If you have dry skin, you really shouldn't exfoliate more than twice a week. And when I say exfoliate, that means any acid, any scrub, any retinol, those are going to exfoliate your skin and get rid of those dead skin cells on the top layer of your skin. Well, if you have a weakened or compromised barrier, then you don't have as many of those dead skin cells to exfoliate away. So you're exfoliating away the last bit that could actually be protecting your skin. We need to hold off on the exfoliation. It's not going to hurt anything if you stop using your retinol. You're not going to undo any of the damage if you are an avid retinol user, but your skin's a little red and sensitive. 
So taking a step back from that retinol is not going to undo any of the progress that you've made. It's actually going to help you make more progress because your retinol will work better if your skin is at optimal health. You hear that right in the background. We got a kitten the other day for our daughter's fifth birthday and she is playing with some tassels that I have hanging up because my birthday is tomorrow. So we're going to do a fun little photo and she is all wrapped up in the tassels right now. So please ignore that in the background. She's too cute for me to stop her. Anyway, with over exfoliation, we need to stop. So it is so common, especially for acne prone skin, oily acne prone skin. If you go into any store, you can go buy high-end skincare over at Sephora or at a department store. You can go over to Target. It doesn't matter. You will find little kits that are targeted for oil acne prone. Almost every single one of those kits has multiple exfoliation products in the kit that you're supposed to use every single day. And that is so bad for your skin. That is going to lead to these sensitivities. Yes, you may clear up your breakouts temporarily, but as soon as you stop those kits, all of the damage that you've done with destroying your barrier will make your acne come back with a vengeance. So I always shy away from those products. If you are acne prone, and you need to use that salicylic acid to really clean out your pores, get yourself on a nice four night rotation where you're exfoliating night one, retinoling night two, and letting your skin rest on night three and four. This is actually what I recommend for every single skin type and the vast majority of skin conditions. Now, if you have sensitive skin, we're gonna cut all exfoliation, including retinol, until we rebuild that barrier layer. Now, how do we rebuild that barrier layer? Well, to reverse these sensitivities, we're going to take away everything that's causing them, and then we're going to focus on ingredients like ceramides, probiotics applied topically and ingested orally, hyaluronic acid, and squalene. These are going to be some key ingredients that you are going to look for in pretty much all of your products. You're going to find some good squalene or hyaluronic acid uh, cleansers. You can also find ceramides, squalene, hyaluronic acid probiotics in moisturizers. The brand Coors makes an amazing Greek yogurt probiotic face mask. My skin would not be as lovely as I feel like it is today without that mask. Highly, highly recommend it for everyone. Probiotics are so vital for your skin, for your microbiome, which we will do many, many episodes on because it is such an important part of your skincare routine. And fun fact, the American Cancer Society has discovered that a healthy microbiome, which goes hand in hand with a healthy barrier layer, can actually prevent skin cancer. Which brings us into our next thing that we have to do if we have sensitive skin. Really, if you have skin on your body in general, please wear your sunscreen. Sun can much more damage than you realize. Even just being outside for an hour or going on a 30 minute drive with the sunroof open. I want you to do a fun little test right now. I want you to look at your arms. Do you have more freckles on your left arm than your right arm? Most people do, and that is typically because the sun, when we're driving, hits the left side of our body more. If you have a sunroof, that might be a bit more even, but most people have more freckles on their left arm because their left arm sees more sunlight when they're driving. On a cloudy day, 80% of UV rays can penetrate the clouds. Of that 80%, 60% of those are tinted car window. So the sun will undo every bit of progress that you try to do with your skin. And you will probably hear me say this in every single episode because wearing your sunscreen is just that important. General rule of thumb, put your sunscreen on 
in the morning, make sure it is made for the face. There are many different types, so no matter what your skin type is, you can find a hydrating one if you're dry. You can find an oil-free one that'll help to mattify your skin if you're super oily. There are so many types out there. There is no excuse. So apply it in the morning after you cleanse and do your morning skincare, and then apply it again after lunch. If you're wearing makeup, there are all sorts of powders, face mist that you can use as well. So no excuse to not wear your sunscreen, just simply doing that and you will be good to go. Now those are gonna be our main things that we're gonna do for sensitive skin. We're gonna stop all exfoliation, including our retinol. That's not gonna undo your progress with the retinol. It will help to make your retinol work better if your skin is at optimal health. So we're gonna stop using all exfoliants, all scrubs, acids, everything, including retinol until our barrier layer is rebuilt. You will know when your barrier layer is rebuilt because those sensitivities and redness will start to subside. And then we are going to look for ceramides. Ceramides are gonna be your key when it comes to looking for a moisturize will be key. Skincare with probiotics. So there are a couple really nice brands that have probiotics in the majority of their products. Tula is one of them. Biosense is another great one. Kors is fantastic. There's one at Target called Fervor, uh, and that one is all about fermented products, fermented ingredients, and they have a fermented probiotic serum, which is amazing. Applying your probiotics topically will give your skin almost a second shield. So while that barrier layer is being rebuilt, it will give you another barrier to work with. Probiotics, best friend. Take them orally, which I highly recommend, especially if you're acne prone because it will aid in your microbiome, which are the good bugs and bad bugs on your skin, bugs or bacteria, however you like to phrase that. And they will help to keep down all of the nasty things that we are trying to get rid of, like sensitivities, acne, hyperpigmentation, aging, and skin cancer. Those are the four big ones that we are all trying to avoid. So having a healthy microbiome, a healthy barrier layer is going to be key with defeating these sensitivities. Now, Hyaluronic acid is going to be a great one as well. This is going to be really nice for my oily girlies who are feeling a bit sensitive because you can put on as much hyaluronic acid as you want and it will not make your skin look more oily. Hyaluronic acid helps to plump the skin using water, not oil. So hyaluronic acid is going to be great there. If you have a weakened barrier layer, then chances are you are losing water as well. So you need to add it back in with a hyaluronic acid. When using your hyaluronic acid, don't apply it to dry skin. It needs some sort of moisture to pull into the skin. Yes, it will pull some moisture up from the bottom of the dermis, but ideally you apply it on damp skin. So that just means after you wash your face, don't dry it off all the way or use a little facial mist, some Evian water, anything like that so that your hyaluronic acid serum can absorb that in. Also, squalene. Squalene, if you're super acne prone, you need to avoid squalene. However, if you're super dry, squalene is fantastic. It's naturally made in our bodies, but adding a little extra will help to give your skin a little bit of a slip without feeling greasy or oily. That is what we are going to do for sensitive skin, which takes us directly into dehydrated skin because dehydrated skin and sensitive skin kind of go hand in hand. So when you have dehydrated skin, your skin is lacking water. Why is your skin lacking water? Well, for a couple different reasons, but one of them could be a weakened barrier layer not holding in the moisture that your skin needs. So why not just lump the two together? Well, mostly because I wanted to talk about dry skin versus dehydrated skin. Dry skin is a lack of oil. Dehydrated skin is a lack of water. Your oily skin 
can be dehydrated, which is typically caused by overexfoliation, trying to reduce the amount of sebum or oil on the skin or trying to reduce the acne. And when this happens, your oily skin ends up mimicking dry skin. So your skin can feel and act like it's dry, but you actually have oily skin that's just dehydrated, which can be super confusing and hard to manage because then you're using all these products geared toward dry skin, but really you need to be using products geared towards oily skin. So you could be experiencing more breakouts. You could be using these products that work for your friends who have dry skin and they love them but they're not working for you for some reason and it's because they're not for your skin type so how do you tell if you have oily skin that's just dehydrated well first of all we're going to start treating our skin as if it's sensitive and dehydrated do everything that i just said so we're going to look for those ingredients like the ceramides the probiotics the hyaluronic acid we're going to stop all exfoliation yes i know that that can be scary to do when you have acne prone I have had acne prone skin my entire life. When I was 12 years old, my acne started to flare up. There is a reason I became an esthetician and a certified acne specialist. Acne sucks. Acne is also not curable. Acne is treatable. Acne is manageable, but it is not curable. So please keep that in mind if you are acne prone. Don't beat yourself up over a random breakout when your skin's been doing so good. You didn't do anything wrong, most likely. Okay, so you need to stop all exfoliants, but you have acne prone skin and you've got a few breakouts going on. How do you do that? Well, with this, even though I just said you can stop all exfoliants or you need to stop all exfoliants, you can still use a simple salicylic acid spot treatment. When you're doing this, I would recommend using the little patches rather than using a gel or a cream spot treatment because that can tend to spread as it warms up on your skin. Whereas a spot treatment, a little pimple patch, goes exactly where it needs to go. Just make sure it is a salicylic acid patch, not a hydrocolloid patch. Very simply, hydrocolloid will only work if the wound is open. It will suck out all the fluids, whereas a salicylic acid patch will still get in there, break past the sebum. It is an oil-soluble acid, so it will break through the sebum on your skin, act like a little digger, and clean out the pore. So you can still spot treat. We're just not going to use exfoliants all over the skin. Okay, so great. So we're going to stop all exfoliants. We're going to look for the proper ingredients in our moisturizers, do hydrating face masks, things like that. Another way that you can tell, can you see your pores? Look in the mirror. Not super up close. Everyone can see their pores if you look at it two inches from your face. I'm talking about look in the mirror standing when you're brushing your teeth. Look in your bathroom mirror. That is the distance that I am talking about here. Can you see your pores? Even if it's just a little bit right around your nose or right in the middle of your brows or right on your chin. Those are gonna be the most common places for large pores. Can you see them? If the answer is yes, you have oily skin. If you need to get a little closer and then you can see them, the answer is still yes, you have oily skin. Chances are you just have combination skin, but if you can see your pores, you do not have dry skin. Now, of course, there are exceptions to every rule, but overall, as a good basis to go off of, if you don't know if you have dry skin or oily skin, look at your pores. That's the number one thing that we do as estheticians. When you first come into our treatment room, we are going to put that big whopping ring light over your face. It's going to blind the crap out of you. If you go to a good esthetician, they'll put little pads over your eyes so it doesn't do that because that light is bright and we get it close to your face and it has magnifier on it. Sometimes we don't even have to try to see your pores. That's our first sort of indication on what we're going to do and how we're going to work with your skin. Because you can come in with, with dry skin, fill out the little intake form, tell us that you're dealing with dryness and all this. And we, if we just go off that, but it turns out you have oily skin, 
we could be doing the completely wrong treatment. Pores are the first thing we look at, and that should be the first thing you look at as well. If you have oily, dehydrated skin or a combination dehydrated skin, treat it as if you have sensitive dehydrated skin, like I just said. You don't have to stop exfoliants forever. Trust me, I love exfoliating. I would exfoliate every single night if I could. I have more exfoliants than any other type of skincare. And tonight is my exfoliation night and I'm so excited because tomorrow's my birthday and actually the day this is going live, which means my skin's going to look bright and fresh and glowing for my birthday and I'm so excited. That being said, I'm going to wrap this up. We have a good amount of information on sensitive and dehydrated skin. This will give you a good indication on where to start with your skin. The first episode, we talked about the base routine everyone should have. Second episode, we talked about the four different skin types. And now we've talked about the two most common skin conditions. Now, of course, acne is the most common skin condition and hyperpigmentation is right behind it. But those two will have many, many other episodes. Like I said, certified acne specialist. Acne is my, I have a love-hate relationship with it. It brought me into my field that I'm in. But you know, if I never saw another pimple in my life, I'd be perfectly okay. That being said, thank you for listening. I hope that these first three episodes gave you a good amount of information to sort of get started. Next Tuesday, we will have another episode coming out, we are going to talk about all about the barrier layer. So we're just really going to drive home the things that we've talked last two hours. Let's give a little more information. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into that microbiome and what you should do for it. I hope you are enjoying this. I hope you come back next Tuesday at 10 a.m. as well. And if you have anything that you want me to talk about specifically, please let me know. If we're not friends on Instagram, um, we should be. And come and give me a follow and we'll hang out. Shoot me a message. Tell me if you learned anything. That would, oh my goodness, that would be the most amazing thing in the world. If you messaged me and said, hey, I'm loving your podcast. I learned this. That would just, yeah, that would make me so excited. But I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this. And maybe you're just now starting your skincare journey. And you know what? Good for you. It is never too late to start properly taking care of your skin. We can reverse damage and we'll do it together. So down in the show notes, we've got a couple different links. Like I said, we've got the Instagram link down there. That is where I'm the most active. I'm also super active over on Clubhouse. I host a skincare room over there as well on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if you haven't had enough of me today, um, Clubhouse is going to be the place to reach me. And then we also have two other links down there. This is going to take you to the website Shop My Shelf, where you can see all of my favorite products for different skin types and skin concerns. The other link is going to take you also to Shop My Shelf, but to my little console page. So this gave you a little tidbit into your skin and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to work with Ella. I need more specific skincare advice for my skin. I'm so lost. I don't know what to do. You know what, girl? I got you. So there are going to be a few questions that you can fill out. Give me a little bit more information about your skin and I will give you my feedback and a couple things I think you should do to get you started on your path. Then there's the paid one, which will get you a little bit more. Actually, it'll get you a lot of bit more. But once you fill out the questionnaire, that one's a little bit longer. I will then give you a solid skincare routine that I believe you should use, hopefully incorporating some of the products you already have. If not, we will build a whole new routine. This also will be tailored to your preferences. If you like pretty packaging, if you like having your products smell good, fragrance naturally with essential oils, if you care, we'll work with your budget. We'll work with anything that you need us to work with. All of those questions are in there. You fill it out. I will get it back to you and I'll also give you the why behind all the skincare that I recommend. I am a firm believer that you can absolutely 
give somebody a solid routine, but if they don't know exactly why they're using it, they are far less likely to do it. If you know what each ingredient is doing for you, you're more likely to actually do it and you'll know what to look for if it's working or if it's not. Skincare when you're starting out can be a trial and error game. So you gotta try a few things until you find the right routine. And a lot of times your skin can look worse before it looks better. And these are all conversations that I will elaborate on. And I, again, appreciate very much you hanging out with me today. And I will talk to you next Tuesday unless you come hang out with me on Instagram, Shop My Shelf, or Clubhouse. I'm trying to be more active on TikTok. For some reason, I just can't get into the swing of it. If you have any requests, please let me know. If you enjoyed this, if you learned something, leave a comment or save it or share it or do whatever your heart desires and all of it will mean the world to me. So I hope you have a great day and love your skin and it'll love you back.